In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. If you, O Lord, kept the record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, we poor sinners confess unto you that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed. Wherefore, we flee for refuge to your infinite mercy, seeking and imploring your grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. O most merciful God, who has given your only begotten Son to die for us, have mercy on us. For his sake, grant us remission of all our sins. And by your Holy Spirit, increase in us true knowledge of you and of your will and true obedience to your word, to the end that by your grace we may come to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, has had mercy upon us and has given his only Son to die for us, and for his sake forgives us all our sins. To those who believe on his name, he gives power to become the children of God, and has promised them his Holy Spirit. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Grant this, Lord, unto us all.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast to the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first lesson for the third Sunday in Lent is written in the second book of Moses, known as Exodus, chapter 8. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the ground, and throughout the land of Egypt the dust will become gnats. They did this, and when Aaron stretched out his hand with the staff and struck the dust of the ground, gnats came upon men and animals. All the dust throughout the land of Egypt became gnats. But when the magicians tried to produce gnats by their own secret arts, they could not. And the gnats were on men and animals. The magicians said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hard, and he would not listen, just as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning and confront Pharaoh as he goes to the water, and say to him, This is what the Lord says. Let my people go so that they may worship me. If you do not let my people go, I will send swarms of flies on you and your officials, on your people and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians will be full of flies, even the ground where they are. But on that day I will deal differently with the land of Goshen, where my people live. No swarms of flies will be there, so that you will know that I, the Lord, am in this land. I will make a distinction between my people and your people. This miraculous sign will occur tomorrow. And the Lord did this. Dense swarms of flies poured into Pharaoh's palace and into the houses of his officials, and throughout Egypt the land was ruined by flies. This is the word of the Lord. The second lesson is written in St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 5. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man as an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, 
For because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all godly goodness, righteousness, and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter. Glory be to you, O Lord. Now Jesus was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke and the people marveled. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, while others, to test him, kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls. And if Satan is also divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? But you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges." But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places, seeking rest and find none. It says, I will return to my house from which I came. When it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the first state and the last state of that person is worse than the first. As he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you.
Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. The name of this Sunday is Oculi, which is Latin for eyes. It comes, as often they do, that comes from the first word of the introit from Psalm 25, verse 15. My eyes are ever toward the Lord. But are they? Really? This Sunday of the church year prompts this question. Where do you put your eyes? What are they focused on? On what do you cast your gaze? Advertisers and marketers know. They're professionals at it, at at knowing exactly, experts at directing your eyes and knowing exactly the power of the images that capture your eyes. They know exactly how to use those images to, to tell a delightful and enticing story so that you'll be all caught up in it and eventually buy what they have to sell. My friends, there has never been a better ad man than the devil himself. He wants to capture your attention. He wants to turn your eyes toward him in in fear and in doubt and in worry. And those are the armor, the weapons of Satan. And so what does he do? He casts images and stories into your mind trying to fix your gaze on these. So maybe the image that he paints for you is one of financial hardship. He wants you to worry about what you will eat and what you will wear. He wants you to doubt that God will actually provide for all that you need for body and life. He wants you to be afraid that you just won't have enough. Or perhaps the tale that he weaves for you is one of discontent. Satan wants you to focus on the fact that that another person has what you want but don't have. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a a better job, a better spouse, a better home, a more attractive physique. He shows you this picture and he encourages you to see yourself in it, to ask yourself why others have it and you don't. Satan wants you to doubt that God is fair. He wants you to be afraid that others are going to get ahead while you are falling behind. Or perhaps, perhaps the bedtime story Satan would whisper to you as you fall asleep is one of shame. He wants you to worry that what you have done is unforgivable. That there's no hope. He wants you to doubt that the promises of Jesus are for you. He wants you to be afraid that there's no escape, there's no way out, there's no forgiveness left for you, not for you. You've had your chance and blown it and that you can't go home again. And he is a strong man, this Satan. He's an excellent storyteller, and he knows many more than these. We we could just as well have mentioned loneliness, despair, heartache, pride, lust, greed, and a hundred more. He knows them all. 
And he uses these stories to capture your attention and to fix your gaze. He paints an enticing picture, a convincing picture. For he is well armored. You were born into this kingdom, his kingdom, and so he's fluent in your native tongue. He knows exactly how to speak to your heart. And so, my dear friends, turn away. Repent. Turn your eyes away from Satan and his stories. Wake up from staring at Satan's nightmares and see your Jesus instead. Cast your eyes on him. For look, he is a stronger man. Stronger man than Satan. He has come to strip Satan of his armor of worry and doubt and fear. He will take those away and then he'll rob Satan blind. He'll take all of his possessions. That is, he'll take you. Jesus takes you out of Satan's kingdom. He steals you away by offering up himself as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God for the sins of of the world. And just look what Jesus does. He goes and he lets Satan work out all of his weapons on him. Jesus submits to whatever the devil can deal out. He lets every bad thing happen to him that can happen. In the process, he loses everything. He loses his money, his pride, his health and well-being. And then finally, upon the cross, his life. Everything is taken away from them, even the mystery of mysteries, even the care of his own father as he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And still Jesus wins the victory. All the wrath against sin is poured out upon Jesus, God in the flesh, and still he rises on the third day. Everything that a man could worry about or have reason to doubt God or fear, everything falls upon Jesus. And still he's alive. And well, though he had to walk through death and divine wrath and hell to get it. So my dear friends, wake up. Feel the cold baptismal water splashed on your face and open your eyes. The devil's kingdom was never more than a story. Never more than a dream, nothing more than a dream, an ad, a nightmare, The waters of baptism shock you awake and they fix your eyes on Jesus as certainly as a little water melted the wicked witch of the West, so too Satan is undone by water and the word of your baptism. You have nothing to worry about. In baptism you have been made God's child. And you have no reason to doubt God Almighty. The Almighty God has sworn an oath by himself, an oath of blood to love you forever. You have nothing to fear. Jesus has taken upon himself all that you ever could have been afraid of. 
and he has destroyed them all. So shut your ears to the lies of the devil. He still prowls around, wandering around, prowling, seeking whom he may devour. But if you look closely, you'll see that he's lost his armor. One little word can fell him. Jesus. God in human flesh for you. Jesus is your great shield and your defense against the evil one. Nothing in the devil's armory can touch you since you are protected by the shield of David, the great I am, the Lord of hosts, Jesus of Nazareth. So cling to this Jesus. Be filled with his word, his story, his truth instead of the devil's lies. Come to absolution and hear the death sentence read to your sins as Christ forgives them kills them, buries them forever in his own tomb, and raises you to life with him. Come to the Lord's table and have his life poured down your throat, the blood of the covenant which bought your salvation. Receive the fruits of the cross, the fruits of the tree of life, the body and blood of your Lord. Cling to these gifts. The day is coming when the Lord will return and he will cut out the devil's tongue once and for all to stop his lying stories. We look forward to that day in the sure and certain hope of the resurrection of the dead and life everlasting and yet you share in this heavenly reality even now as you receive heaven on earth in the Lord's Supper. But still on this side of glory, the devil still wanders around seeking his prey. He is a strong man. Your house has been swept clean by the stronger man, Jesus. But but if your house is swept clean, but then remains empty, the strong man will return and inhabit it again with his lying tales. So cling to the stronger man. Hide behind him. Seek his protection. Cast your eyes upon Jesus and let your your gaze remain fixed there forever. Hear him weave a new story for you, a tale of forgiveness and love. A true story that begins in baptism, is renewed in holy absolution, and is strengthened in the Lord's Supper. These gifts of the Lord are for you, dear Christians. Here is where the stronger man meets you and keeps you in his kingdom. He is faithful. He will bring this story to a glorious end in the kingdom, in his kingdom, where forevermore your eyes shall look upon the Lord. Your Lord who loves you to death and even through death to life everlasting. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join in confessing the Christian faith using the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, 
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the eyes of all the faithful to be ever turned toward the Lord, that they would see in him, see him in his holy word and sacraments, receive his grace and mercy, and walk as children of the light. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all pastors in Christ, that they would preach the gospel in its purity and administer the sacraments according to Christ's institution. And for the Lord of the harvest to send more servants into the mission field, that the gospel must may be heard by all people everywhere. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our congregation, that we would be content in the Lord's gracious provisions, kept from greed and covetousness, and filled with generosity in support of the Lord's work among us and abroad. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the unemployed and underemployed, that they would find suitable work to support themselves and their families, and for all of us that we would find joy and contentment in our vocations, faithfully performing the duties to which we have been called. Let us pray to the Lord. For all those who suffer with physical and mental ailments, that they would be given the strength to endure their afflictions, the grace to remember the Lord's steadfast love for them, and the relief they need. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord. For all who partake of the Holy Supper of Christ's very body and blood this day, that their sins would be forgiven, their faith strengthened, and their hearts stirred up to walk in love. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those who have gone before us in the faith and now rest from their labors, let us give thanks to the Lord that we would abide in Christ until we too are called from this veil of tears and that we would with them enter into the eternal kingdom of Christ that he will usher in on the last day. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We lay, we lay these petitions before your throne of grace, O Father, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we may be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song.
Jesus Christ, through you all things were created, and through you all things have their purpose. You judge the world through water, but save believing Noah and the church with the same righteous flood. With water you rescued Israel from slavery, destroying her enemy in the Red Sea, and led her through the Jordan River into the Promised Land. You spoke through the prophets, ruled through the kings, and mediated through the priests on behalf of your people, until it was time for your blessed passion, the sacrifice of the true Lamb of God. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Jesus Christ, you did not turn away from the stroke of justice we deserved, but absorbed its blow only to rise three days later. As you promised your apostles, so comfort us with the knowledge that you have ascended into heaven to prepare eternal bliss for us and rule all things in our favor that we may carry out your Pentecost command to preach the gospel to all nations. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. And forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. We give thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this holy supper. We pray that through it you will strengthen our faith in you and increase our love for one another. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.